Welcome into the Good Buddies Anime Podcast. I am your good buddy, Roger. And I am your good buddy, Brandon. And this week we are covering episodes five and six of Fooly Cooly Alternative. Indeed we are. A series that I really, really enjoyed. Yeah, man. No, it was not the original Fooly uh, Cooly. Yes, I think it was better than Progressive. Sure. And oh, I really liked it overall. I liked it a lot too, yeah. I I'm, really enjoyed I'm a, it. I'm excited to talk about these damn episodes. My damn phone beeping. I didn't mean to Freaking say damn series episodes. over here. I said you got a damn series 16 times. Dang old series going nuts. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't even touch it. I don't know, man. She just heard you. She knew you mm. needed it. Mm. Anyway. But yeah, man. Uh, we're going to talk about some Foolie Coos. But before we do that, what have you been watching? I've been watching a few things, dude. Tell me about I it, caught, dude. I caught the new episode, uh, episode two of Goblin Slayer. Sure. It was a lot less... Um, horrifying? Yeah, it was a lot less... I don't know the word. Horrifying isn't the one that I want to use. Painful? Uh, you know, it didn't. Yeah, a lot less <laughs> fucked up. But, that yeah, that that's Earned perfect. that R rating, kids. But, but I will say that it, it brings in another character... That is going to lead to the anxiety of it going into something fucked up. Oh, yeah? Yeah. All right. So you get it. You get another, like, sweet character. She's a childhood friend of Goblin Slayer. He's been living with her and her father for the past five years. Sure. And every while he's there, he pays rent. He goes on his missions and adventures, and he pays rent. And he comes home, and he checks the entire perimeter for Goblin Tracks. And he repairs the fence and mends all this stuff. Here's my question real quick. This guy slays goblins. Right. Is he like, does he fight anything else? No. And that that's brought up in the show. People like, <laughs> like talk about fighting dragons and stuff like that. And, and he's like, like, I ain't fighting no fucking dragon. <laughs> all he does, he's, he's, uh, he's a goblin silver, Slayer, silver rank we're being, adventurer. And we're being destroyed by gnolls. Uh, those are close to but not quite goblin so i'm out oh shit the the other the other silver ranks they made a point in this episode to you know for them to show like hey this guy only kills like goblins and they're like level one slimes essentially <laughs> but he sees the true danger of these so tell, tell me about this childhood friend um she so you get a little backstory of you see a baby goblin slayer who you oh, assume no. is probably baby goblin slayer. Does he have a little baby goblin sword and helmet? No. Okay. No, he's a he's a kid. <laughs> he's a little, little and baby. And then boy. he's talking to this little girl with red hair who's going on a trip to to town. And it's like he's maybe maybe a little upset that she's going to town and mm-hmm. he's not going. I think it was something he wanted to do as well. But he stays home with his sister, his big sister. So the little girl leaves, and she wants to get him something. And he's trying to be kind of a brat and tell her not to get him anything like that. She leaves. He stays with his sister. He His sister locks him in his closet because goblins raid their house. Oh, no. And he watches the goblin he acts upon his sister. Oh, Jesus. As they do awful things, and then they kill her. 
All right. Well, it, this was a okay, fun so story. It doesn't. It doesn't show like it could have used more dragons, but you know, yeah, it's pretty it doesn't good show like the first episode. It showed more. It didn't show everything, but it showed more. You All just right. it, it. It gives you the story. So he's living now. I don't even know if she knows that it's him. Okay, but she's kind of ditzy. She's your, you know. I I don't know, man. I feel like I feel like bad things could happen to her. It seems like the kind of thing she this seems show a little so a little far. bit of a free spirit. She's brave. She wants to go into town by herself, and she going she gonna get goblined. Oh, dude, she I gonna get not. gobbled. Oh man, it's gonna be gnarly. the the right. The well, main character, little the the girl, uh-huh. the uh, white mage, she's learning spells. She's leveling up quickly. She's still having a little trouble adjusting. Oh man, but she figured overall. Out uh, they, got, they, they do something scanned. awesome. She uses a, a holy barrier. She learns holy barrier or oh. something, and she uses it to block a doorway as a uh, goblin slayer shoots flaming arrows into their fortress and just burns them. They're like beating on the barrier. That's crazy. Trying to get it's it's a cool show, dude. I like it. So like the the it trapped them in there. While right. He was set and like fire. I said in the first episode, it is not for everyone. If if you are not comfortable with very 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 heavy themes, don't watch Goblin Slayer. Yeah, I definitely won't. But if you feel like you are comfortable enough with some violent, if you if you made it through Berserk or something like that, you can handle Goblin Slayer. Cool story, bro. Yeah, cool story. <laughs> uh, I also watched uh, the second episode of uh, Skullface Bookseller Hondasan. That was pretty cute. I love. I it. watched. I watched that. Too. Yeah, I love it, man. Jesus Christ, <laughs> that's pretty good. Some of the screams he lets out too. Yeah, man. Are really the thing good. that gets me is they very often animate him like sweating, and I'm like, "You're a skeleton. Yeah. You can't do that." Well, and it's like they That's don't even real. talk about it at all. Yeah. How weird all these people are. Yeah, man. There's the one person running around just face bandaged up. There's like mm-hmm. the weird fox mask person. I love them. I love them all. Yeah. My it's beautiful a, it's children. A, it's a good show. My beautiful book selling children. Uh, I of course watched the Fooly Cooly finale. We're gonna, We're gonna talk, talk about, about that. that. Uh. I still haven't watched the last episode of MHA. I guess I was waiting for us to break it down. I don't oh, know yeah. what I was waiting on. We're doing that next week, yeah? Uh, yeah. Okay. And I feel like I watched something else, dude, but I don't know what it was. Mm. Oh, the new... Uh, I didn't talk about this show very much last time. SSS... SSSS Gridman. Too many S's. I'm saying yeah. it right now. I'm taking a hard stance. Gridman. Taking a hard stance against Gridman. It's a dude. It's a very cool show. Yeah. And there's one particular frame in there. If you like the the super, the super fighting robots. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> super Sentai. Like Ultraman and stuff like that, where they're not actually really robots. It's somebody in there. Sure. And Ultraman just gets real big and stuff yeah. like that. But and the kaiju's and the battles are quick. Uh, we learned who our villain was. I did not expect it. I thought it was very cool. So if you have not checked that that out and you like really um it's crisp animation the colors are really good and it's a little it's a little confusing but it, there's something that's very endearing about it it's it's cool yeah i saw some uh some people on twitter talking about it, it looks pretty neat yeah i like it a lot but yeah, I, I watched that, that. i was pumped about it and i think that's all i feel like there is something else i watched but i can't remember so Hey man, I'm gonna pass over to you, buddy. I know you watched something else. What have you been watching? Oh, fuck. I watched. Uh, did watch New Fooly Cooly. Watched all the stuff. Um, the let's see, 
There was a couple of things I watched, actually. I did watch Skullface, Bookseller, Honda-san. That show's really fun. Jesus Christ. You were saying it reminded you of Archer. I would say it's like different from Archer. It reminded me... It just had like that very still animation. It was still frame animation, almost. And not, yeah, almost. But, like, yeah, it's it's fairly different. I don't know. I'm not sure what it reminded me of, but it, it was It feels like different. a comic book or a manga, yeah, and that's, yeah, what they sh- that's what they're going for. Yeah. Uh, it's very well done. It was a super fun... Really good. Um, let's see. The big thing, I guess the only there's only one other thing I really watched that uh, I wanted to talk about, um, which uh, was facilitated by uh, I saw uh, the, the, there was this app that was recommended to me. I jumped on there. I was like, oh, what's this? So I started watching it. It looked cute. And the app's called High Dive, which we should probably let's yeah. talk about that for a second. Okay. Because you told me as soon as I as soon as we started talking about stuff, I was like, oh, I got another app, and you were like, Did you hear about Verve? What about Verve? Oh, yeah. they're uh, Funimation's going off of Verve. They yeah. were bought by Sony. I think November Funimation is gone from Verve. Yep, from Verve. They're they're they got bought by Sony a while back. Now Sony's pushing for them to have their own. They already had a Funimation app. It so they're sucked. like specifically that going app to that one. sucked ass. Okay, I hope I hope that they. Put I'm some sure time they'll into the app. they'll do some work on it. But they're pulling back in their own. But thing. what you then told me is that Verve is going to is acquiring High Dive. High Dive, yes. Yeah. Sentai Filmworks, as uh, it turns out, yeah. happens to be the thing that was recommended to me, and that's what I watched this show yeah, on. Yeah, Brandon just got High so Dive. I was like, well, shit. Let me just. I guess. I guess I'll have it. I'll pay the five dollars for this month, and then next month I'll cancel and just have it on Verve, right? Mm-hmm. Cause that's where it's gonna be. But yeah, um, been watching a show on there. I will say, I did tell you, uh, I saw that they have the entirety of the old school Legend of the Galactic Heroes. So yeah, that's all 110 episodes. I'm going I'm for about it, kids. it. Also, when they cry, that's where it is. It's on high. Dive. It's on. It's on high dive. Yeah. So I guess I have to check that out. But the show I did that. watch. The show I did watch is a cutesy little romance uh, anime based on a. Manga, I guess, light novel. I don't know what the difference is anymore. You told me. I don't care. Um, but it's uh, it's called Bloom Into You. And it's very cute. And it's very sweet. And I like it a lot so far. It's only two episodes in. Actually, episode three just dropped, I noticed. So, gonna watch that when I get home. But it's a program. And I was telling Roger, I find myself... I find that it's easier for me, personally, to watch... Uh, like I like a good romance I like a good drama mm-hmm. uh, I find it's easier for me to watch them uh, these days in particular when it is uh, same sex couplings like this one's a you're yaoi yeah uh, the, a boy's love is that what you're supposed to call yeah, it BL the BL Jesus Christ <laughs> That was that episode, but like I find that's pretty easy for me to that's watch because bought, dude, the whole no episode. one, yeah, man, because uh, in those in these type shows, pretty much no one is tripping and accidentally landing on someone's dong, or oops, my tits fell out, or there's yeah. a, there's exponentially less panty shots. What, he, what he's saying is all the good stuff is gone. I just I'm not into any of that. I'm just like, why why are your boobs still moving? You're not walking anymore. Like. Come on, man. Brandon only bops his baloney to real girls. <laughs> All right, you're being weird. <laughs> or boys, whichever. You're being weird. Anyway, no, I... Uh, I'm being funny, dude. It's called a joke. You call it what you it's want, It's called bud. a goddamn joke. You're a monster. Anyway, <laughs> started watching this show. It's very cute. Uh, it's basically... The thing that really struck me about it, and I did not expect it to, is the animation and the art style of it, because it is very... I showed you a, a clip there. It looks like just regular-ass anime, but it's mm-hmm. very, very clean. 
Yes. Everything about it looks really sharp and really cool. And the effects Crispy. that they the effects they do in it are pretty rad particularly like the water effects there's that bit where like the water rushes around her uh that i showed you there's a bit where she's pouring some tea and i'm like that looks like real ass tea i'm thirsty now the thing that really gets me is the way they frame these shots because Mm -hmm. a lot of it feels like i'm watching like an actual movie or something like they will use like i've seen first person views in animes and stuff but it's usually like when someone's running toward or away from something or being chased by something or they're scared or whatever in this one it's just like you, uh, this person's just walking with this other person and it's in a first person view and you kind of see them like looking down and then kind of looking at him and looking back down. Like you, you get the sense of how, what's going through this person's mind. There's other scenes where like, they're just talking and instead of just showing them talking, it zooms in on just their mouths. Like the way they frame it, it really, it gives it a feel of intimacy that I was not thinking I was going to get. And I'm like, damn, this is good shit. Um, story-wise, it's pretty standard, although it does give you a little bit of a swerve in the first episode, because the whole thing involves this girl, first year high school, uh, you find out she, she always loved the romance stories and the romance songs and all these love songs, but she has never experienced that. In fact, she had always hoped to be, you know, some guy would confess his love to her and that that would be it, and now she's in love. That happened at the end of middle school, and she felt nothing didn't have any reaction Mm-mm. so then the whole thing is okay the student council oh goes check out student council oh, i'll be on the student council so she goes oh there's this really cool girl and all of a sudden she's like whoa she's really cool and it's like oh i get it she's gonna didn't feel anything for the guy she's gonna feel something for her that's where this is going mm-hmm. in fact not quite what ends up happening is she finds out this girl had basically the same experience she's been confessed to several times but she never felt anything and she tells her as much she feels a kindred spirit in her she tells her about what's going on with this guy and how she still hasn't responded to him she talks her through it and she actually like while she's on the phone with this guy finally telling him i'm sorry i don't you know this i i i don't reciprocate your feelings the other girl the older girl is holding her hand so she gets through it okay that happens. And you think this is the scene where she's going to be like, oh, wow. And now I realize I'm in love with this older girl. No. What happens is she's done and she says, oh, thanks for that. And then she's like, why is my hand so sweaty? That's not my hand. And the older girl has, in fact, developed feelings for her is what happened. And the younger girl who, again, had been confessed to never felt anything still feels nothing. So it's pretty interesting how, like, she has this completely aromantic stance going. Sounds like an AFI song. Wow. <laughs> I have nothing to I say to that. I feel nothing at all. It's really, it's really interesting. I'm, I'm liking it so far. Two episodes in. Third episode just came out. Gonna watch that. Oh, I know what else I watched, though. I finally watched that Violet Evergarden special. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Pretty sad? Uh, no, I found it much more uplifting. It dealt with some hmm. sad stuff, but it was very, at the end... Uh, oh yeah it had a good yeah. ending it was very uplifting i didn't i didn't i didn't shed a tear i felt i was like a little uh, man that hurts but it didn't hit yeah. me it did it wasn't nearly as gut-wrenching as watching that soldier die it was not nearly as heart smashing as that yeah. little girl and her mother well, i guess i have i feel i always feel maybe the most pain mm-hmm. for this episode was it dealt with people left behind sure i get that so usually i, I that. feel worse 
It's either like the death of an animal or the people that are left behind that I always feel the worst for. Sure, I so, get that. I think that's why. I like, I mean, I didn't cry or anything, but, but it I hit was like, you. I was like, yeah, this you is felt this it. is a sad episode. It was. I, I enjoyed it a lot. That song at the end was fucking mm-hmm. killer. And I was like, damn, this is good shit. I mean, I didn't. You know, I had to read the subtitles, so I understood it. But it was really good. But yeah, I I I really enjoyed that uh, that episode, and it just makes me really, really, really want more Violet Evergarden. Yeah, I hope they do more. Yeah, it's me a good too. Show. But that's what we've been watching. If you want to tell us about what you've been watching, please send us a line. We'll have all the plugs at the end. But of course, as always, the Good Buddies Anime Pod at Gmail dot com. But mm-hmm. now, Roger, are we getting in the shit? We're getting in it, dude. We're getting in it. Episode... Let's talk about some fully coolie alternative episode five. FLCL alternative. Shake it off. Shake it off. This shit gets dark. Yes, it does. We like, talked, we like briefly. We did not say anything about it. We yeah, were just like, we, we watched it. We're not going to talk about we it. We briefly, you know, glassed over it and just said that uh, we are going to talk about it this week. And here we are. Yeah. Episode five. And boy, the episode six was, was amazing too. Really good. And this one hurt my soul. <laughs> yeah. But let's get to it. Um, this one, uh, it begins with, you see little baby Kana, and I'm going to say little baby a lot. I don't mean actual babies. I mean, like, you know, six, seven, maybe five. Mm-hmm. They were small children. We see little baby Kana. She's walking to school, tries to talk to some other kids. They ignore her. They're like, eh, whatever. Doesn't even realize it. Walks down some stairs, and then hears behind her someone say, hi, Kamoto. And she turns around and sees what appears to be little baby pets. Mm-hmm. And that's where that bit cuts. We get the title card, which is really, I really like the title card for this one because it looked like a kid's drawing all crayon stuff. Yeah. It was really good. The title cards for the shows, these shows are always good. But um, next scene, it's present day. The girls are at the pool, splashing, having some fun. Mosan is a walrus slash manatee, <laughs> which is really funny. Yeah. She like jumps out of the water and she's like doing a, she's like got a, like a, like a goofy cat face and her eyes are cro- uh, cocked and she's like, and one of them, I think it's Hijiri, is like, ah, it's a, a walrus. And she goes, I was going for manatee, which is really cute. They're having fun. I love having I love these kids. The, having a good time in the pool. And at school pool with, with the outfits on. Pets, however, is not having fun with them. Yeah, she's just sitting on the side looking kind of bummed. Then we get a few quick shots of the other what other people are doing. Teachers get to tan. Ida is blushing real hard as Sasaki is on his, he's lay, Ida's laying on his stomach, right? Mm-hmm. Blushing really hard. Sasaki is straddling his back and applying tan lotion. And I'm like, boys. It's in that BL, dude. <laughs> that BL stuff, Jesus bro. Christ. <laughs> that's, that's the, that's the, that's it the is. fucking it tag totally now, is. right? Okay. It's one of them. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, anyway, the kids are talking about these rumors about the world ending, the plans of migration, uh, et cetera, et cetera. It's apparently incredibly hot, which is why they're in the pool. It's climate change, baby. It's real. I read the article. It's real. Always has been. Always said it was. We gonna die. Anyway. Uh, no, it'll be the next couple of generations. They'll die. Oh, no, man. We'll be okay. No, it's us. (laughs) (laughs) We gonna burn. Anyway. Uh, we also see a brief shot of someone in the park. I'm going to say it's, uh, Kana's dad because we always see him reading the paper, but someone in the park is laying down, uh, like on top of a piece of like, I don't know, like a toy, like a jungle gym, little jungle gym thingy with a paper draped over their face, taking a nap. And the paper says unusual climates around the world. 
we also see the Soba guy making deliveries on his yellow scooter. Mm-hmm. The Vespa. Didn't notice that shit till now. Oh, you hadn't noticed it the whole time? I didn't. It's been it's there been the whole time. It's been parked in front of the, yeah, the it's restaurant his, it's the how whole it's, time. It's got a little green uh, like food rack on the back that he uh, delivers his stuff on. Mm-hmm. Didn't notice it. I legit didn't notice it. I went back and watched a couple episodes. I was like, oh, shit. It's, that's me. That's me missing stuff. Um, Mr. Moon is in there. We, of course, find out his name, and I'm going to start saying it in a second. But uh, he's eating his soba in his command room, and the TV uh, on the TV, reporters are asking the PM about the irons, the climate, the world ending. Uh, she says basically nothing, and she's like, uh, all right, bye. And she just, like, wanders off. Everybody's like asking more angry questions and whatnot. Then a call comes through on dude's big, big screen TVs from her right then as she gets off stage. And, uh, she immediately is screaming at him. Uh, Conda answers. His name's Conda. I mean, we knew mm-hmm. it was cause of the credits, but now I'm going to say it. Conda has nothing. He says, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, she, she says, uh, did you see what was going on there? Look at my pits. And he's like, I mean, I make something for that. It's called antiperspirant. This dude's this dude's cold and I yeah. love him. <laughs> God, every time he talks to her, it's just amazing. Like when they were in the freaking restaurant and she's mm-hmm. like, you know, they say I'm I know, they say I'm so much prettier yeah, than on TV. I never said that. I never said that. <laughs> I love this he's dude. He's great in the last episode too. Oh yeah, he's got some good ones, man. But uh she says, Well, what about those irons? Can't we talk to someone? They're representatives. He says they have no representatives. That's the kind of people we're dealing with. Nobodies. And she asks, uh, it's because of this woman, isn't it? And she has a picture of Haruko. She's the one to blame. She's the one irritating him. He says, eh, it's possible. Finally, she just screams at him, she hangs up. Conda's sitting there looking at his noodles, and he says, ah, Should have got him cold. Now they're all soggy. Haruko, we see her in the pool uh, as well with the kids and everything. Girls are playing volleyball. They're sm- smacking it back and forth. Eh, serve, eh, your turn. Well, it's really great. And then the ball flies toward Haruko's face, but right before it hits her, she jumps out of the water, flies into the air, and spikes it, screaming, here comes the whack attack, I believe. She yeah. calls it a whack attack. <laughs> you ever had a whack attack, bro? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I can't talk about that on this podcast. Oh, no. Um, as as she spikes it, Kana uh, jumps away and says, Pets, watch out. She's not there. She's gone. She's just gone. Just gone. Yeah. In class, the girls wonder where Pets uh, went. And Ida, who appears to be covered in some kind of face cream on his face, I don't know what's up, uh, says she probably bailed, you know, because she's rich. You know, like the Mars migration. Mm-hmm. Is one of the rumors that's been going around, and Kana's like, "What are you talking about?" Uh, and what uh, Mosan actually threatens to like smear Ben Gay on his face, which is pretty funny. But yeah, they uh, Mosan and Hijiri as uh, they're walking through the hallways talk to Kana about how her dad or someone is apparently some kind of high rank government official or something. Uh, rumors, it's all from the rumor mill. No one really knows anything. Kana had no idea, despite being her closest friend apparently since elementary. And she says that she never spoke about any of that. You know, how did you guys know? Well, we heard it from what's her name. She's a real gossip, blah, blah, blah. So no one really knows what's going on. Kana, least of all, despite being so close with pets, apparently. Uh, we then get a shot. Uh, school's been shut down early. And we then get a shot of Haruko at the Big Iron. Uh, she has this 
cartoony bomb plunger with a device with wires running to the iron, and she's pumping it up. She's getting ready to blast it, and she's like, blasting preparations are complete, like doing one of those. And then behind her, we hear a like a click of a gun, and Conda's standing there with his goofy little ray gun. He it's tells like a little it, shark, dude. Yeah, it's like a little, it. it's like a little ray gun. It's like a little shark face on. It's pretty sweet. Uh, he says it's useless, and she makes fun of him for wearing a suit in this heat. He is in fact sweating. He tells her to step away, and she says, "Well, what if I say no? Well, what if I say no?" And then he shoots the plunger, destroying it, so she can't ignite the bomb. Uh, Haruko says that she just does. He he asks her actually. Uh, why, what's your interest in this planet? Why are you so obsessed with this planet? And she says, no reason. I just don't want things to go their way. Talking about medical mechanica, apparently. Right. Gonda says it won't stop. Not until all the planets are flattened. They've tried resisting, humans have. But even a nuke wouldn't dent that iron. Wouldn't put a dent in it. He drops the gun. And uh, he says, I hate this job. And just leaves it there and walks away. To which Haruko responds, no substance. Which I think is the same thing she said about Kana earlier in the show. Uh, Kana is texting pets. No response. Saying, are you okay? Did you leave early? Are you sick? Hey, you know, message me when you get this with a little smiley face. She looks worried, but she's trying to, you know, putting on little smiley faces in a text trying to seem upbeat. A fancy car passes by, a big black car, and then it stops. And in the backseat, a well-dressed woman uh, wearing like a... Like a... What's it called? Yukata or something like that? Some kind of kimono thing. She's yeah. very well-dressed, very fancy. She's in the back seat. Someone she looks else like, is driving. She looks like a, a rich Japanese lady. Yeah. Like they depict them in the anime cartoons. Sure. And then their animes. And then anime. And their animes and your mangers. I don't know nothing about no Japanimations. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but yeah, she uh, she rolls down the window from the back seat and asks, uh, I'm sorry, Are you? do you go to the Bloody Blah High School? She says, yeah. Are you... Komoto? She's, yeah. And she says, well, my daughter, she uses her real name, uh, Hatada. I don't remember the rest. Yeah, I don't, Something I don't remember her fully. It name. says Pets' real name and says, I'm I'm her mother. Kana's riding in the car. She seems very uneasy. And Pets' mom doesn't know where Kana is either, uh, or where Pets is either. And Kana asks, uh, is it true? Is she really going to Mars? No answer. Doesn't say anything. They get to the to uh, con, uh to Pets's house, excuse me, to Pets's house, and Mom shows uh Kana Pets's room. Says, uh, well, I may hope you can find some clues or something. And it's surprisingly bare, d- disturbingly bare, even. Uh, and Kana's like noticeably freaked out that like, wait, this is Pets's room, and she says, well, this is how my husband likes things, though he's rarely ever home. And Kana says, well, that, no, she told me stories about her dad in the first episode is the first thing she says you know uh, my dad slurped the egg right off the plate one of those but uh mom says well she was probably making those up to sound normal so it's not normal like what's really yeah. going on here ma'am uh there's one photo in the whole room it is little baby con and pets right and she says oh this is the photo my mom took it I, I gave it to her she says yes you know she hates taking photos we have so few of her blah 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 and mom puts the photo down and turns to Con and says listen I'm sure you know where she is don't you she says I I really don't and then she 
gets forceful. Yeah. And then it gets like, Ooh. it gets pretty, pretty fucked. She like grabs her by the shoulders and pins her against the wall. And she says, why aren't you telling me? I, why are you keeping it a secret? I, I'm begging you. Otherwise I'll get in trouble with my husband. It's like, Oh yeah. Oh, it's one of them. And she looks, she has this crazed look in her eyes. It's very, it's disturbing, man. It's fairly yeah. disturbing. It's very when they cry. Okay. Well, still haven't seen that. Probably won't. Mm-hmm. If it's as gory as I've heard. Um, kind of freaks. It's nothing that you can't handle. I promise all you. Right, I wouldn't right. send you into something. All right, all it's right. like immediately the Goblin Slayer. I said, this is going to be too much for you. I don't think when they cry, it's going to be too much for you. You're such a good friend. Yeah, man. <laughs> but anyway, uh, kind of freaks out. She runs away. She's running through the street. Apparently had time to stop and put her shoes back on and uh, trips in the street uh, and she's le- sitting there. She's like, ah, like her ankle hurts. She's like, ah, it hurts so bad. The car, the fancy car she ran past to get on, to get, uh, down the street starts up and flies toward her and skirt stops just sort of hitting her. And then the driver pokes her head out and it's done, done, done. Harco tells her, uh, Hey, get in. I don't think that's your car. Who cares? Get in. And that's when we go to the break, uh, back from the break. Uh, Haruko is all up in this car. She loves it as she's driving. She talks about how this is the V8, V8, V8. She like pulls the steering wheel off and is shaking it in the air and then puts it back on. <laughs> uh, Kana says, thanks for doing that for me. Uh, to which Haruko says, self-centered much? I'm not doing this for you. Sorry, my bad. And then Haruko has the line of the whole freaking episode, maybe the whole show up to this point. No one ever does anything for anyone else. Everything only does things for themselves. Foreshadowing. Kind of sighs to herself, and she has a little soliloquy. She says, uh, I didn't know anything. Didn't know I didn't know anything. Everything in my life was made up of lies. And then we see where Pets has been. She's uh, at the commu center. Apparently, she's just been walking around. She's, this is where she ended up. She finds bits of the first rocket they made, which is destroyed by the big pin. Um, she finds Kana's uh, college worksheet thing that is still not been filled out. She never did it. She finds a piece of that weird robot. She picks it up and throws it like she's mad at it because obviously it fucking attacked them. Um, and then it wakes up and it's like a tiny mouth bot with the weird little tentacles looks like a tiny little Marlboro. Yeah. And, uh, it jumps up, starts eating and starts growing. And as it's doing, so wires sprout out of the ground and are, uh, going toward it as it's sucking up, but these wires like freaking spaghetti and reforming itself. Uh, pets is like freaked out and she ends up tangled in these wires. And then we see what it is turning into a big, massive hand. Now, this is familiar. Yep. It's got a big mouth on the palm. The fingers are all fucked up. One of them is like the head of that first robot, the index finger, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it's got like two big feet that it is walking, using to walk toward the medical mechanic. Iron. It's Glover. It's Glover. <laughs> except Glover like runs yeah, on his fingers. Yeah, he runs on his fingers. Anyway, it's pretty goofy. Look, it's the, it's the hamburger helper. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> the hamburger helper glove. Oh, no. Who wins in a fight, Hamburger Helper or Pillsbury Doughboy? That's a toughie. I mean, Pillsbury, Pillsbury Doughboy definitely gets those hands, so. <laughs> you suck. You suck. All right. Uh, but yeah, it starts moving toward the iron. Uh, as it's doing so, out of nowhere, Haruko, out of nowhere, 
uh, slams into this thing as she's surfing on that car, which is flying through the air. Uh, Kana is wrapped around her waist, Did like you say holding it was on. A Haru, Ko. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going for. I'm glad someone got it. <laughs> you dick. It's a Haruko out of nowhere. Haruko. Stupid. Har Harko. <laughs> All right. Uh, but yeah, she. Uh, Kana's wrapped around her waist, holding on for dear life as she's flying through the air. Just as last dinosaur hits, it's good. Yeah, it's class. You gotta bring. You gotta have, play the classics, bro. They, these last couple episodes definitely. They the they they use those. They use that music. There's one bit in the. Sure wish they would have turned it up though. It was fine, chill. Though there was one bit in the last episode that people were bummed out about because one starts playing and then the girl starts singing over it. Yeah, kind of weird, but I don't really give a shit. Um. But yeah, the Haruka lands on this hand, starts fighting it. Kana spies Pets, who's tangled up in this stuff, uh, in these wires, and runs over uh, trying to untangle her and tear away these wires. She's like, what is this? Uh, we then see Kanda rolling up with a retinue of tanks. And he says on his walkie, we have confirmation of the target. It's the terminal core. Hey. Yeah. Uh, the PM is in the helicopter yelling at him through her walkie. Uh, and then she bones out for the, she says, I'm sure artificial Island, get to the artificial Island. The subtitles on Amazon say unofficial Island. And I'm like, no, there was a T in there. I heard it. So whatever. Uh, the tanks fire these grappling hooks thing, try to pull the thing down. Freaking, uh, freaking star Wars style with the adats. Uh, and they, they pull it toward the ground. It's like leaning forward, this giant hand, uh, at one point, Haruko like is flying in the air, fighting it and stuff, and she slams that index finger down. The whole hand bows downward, and then just ping pops back up and flicks her away, which was pretty fun. But yeah, she's she's battling this thing. They're trying to pull it down. Kana on the front of it is hanging on to pets in her wire as the thing starts falling forward. She's like just hanging on to it as it's bowing forward. It's pretty it's pretty harrowing stuff because if she does slip, she's just gonna fall and die. Mm-hmm. Uh. And she says, uh, Pets actually says to her as this is happening, are you okay, Kanaboom? Uh, like she's concerned, apparently. Uh, even though she's the one who's trapped in this thing. Haruko swings in on a wire, uh, doing a nice little uh, Tarzan thing, and right into the freaking mouth of this thing, chomp. Uh, she, as she's in there, wraps a wire around the thing's tooth, pulls it out. The thing freaks, spits her out, and then fire blasts her in the air. She lands in Konda's jeep. Uh, and then jumps at it again. And then as, uh, Kana is hanging onto this thing and still trying to get pets loose. Ah, here we go. She says, pets, I heard you're going to Mars. Uh, I, I mean, I'll never see you again. What's going on? And like, to which pets responds, I'm sorry. And then she says, why didn't you tell me? And it turns out I don't know anything about you. If anything is bothering you, I'm the one you're supposed to tell. We're friends after all, aren't we? And then pets. Oh, here it comes. This is this is the hurt. Yeah, she really digs in deep here. She she lays the fuck in is exactly what I wrote down. She says, You're so annoying. And Connor's just like, What? She says, Friend this, friend this, friend that, friend this, friend that. Shut up. It's lame. I can't anymore. Like with Hijri, you call that being friends, you butt in claiming to be helping her, except you're really not. Same thing happened with Masan. She said to stay out of it, and you said she hurt you when you were the one that had to pry. Who does that? I mean, this is a classic you suck speech, and she's fucking yeah. nailing it. 
Uh, you make things worse, she says. Holy shit. <laughs> that, that's devastating. And, and what's crazy is in this show, I can't think of a single episode where they really showed that Kana made things worse. Yeah. Well, I that's mean. That's what, like, so, so this whole ending thing, I liked it. But it I, also, I, yeah, I, I, I definitely want to talk about that once we get to the ending. Yeah, because it, it also, I was like, mm, I don't. The way they depicted it, I don't, I don't agree with it. But yeah, there is a confession towards it, so we'll we'll go over it. Yeah, we'll get through this. But yeah, she, uh, and then she says, uh, Kana is looking up to her. She's like starting to tear up. She goes, "I'm sorry. Stop apologizing. I want you to do something about it." And then she goes on. She says, "Don't even get me on start. Don't even get me started on Sasaki. Did you ever? You did. You didn't even know that I liked him, but I kept quiet for you uh, because I knew you did. And then you just threw him away. All you ever care about is yourself." And Kana's like, "I had no idea. Stop it!" And at this point, you see Pets' face. She's just sobbing. Both of them are like just crying these massive tears. And she says, uh, "Shut up. I don't want to hear it." And then she's just crying even harder now. And then she has this weird smile on her face uh, as she's crying here. And she says, I don't know why I did it. Back then, why did I say hi? Why did I want to become friends with you? And they're both just sobbing at this point. The hand moves, uh, the feet underneath it uh, that it's walking on. These rocket boosters fly out and it starts flying through the, through the air trying to get to the freaking iron. And as it's doing so, uh, Kana finally falls away the the wire she's hanging on to fall off and she's just falling pets maybe instinctively i don't know manages to get an arm free and reaches for her but she can't reach her and she's just plummeting Mm -hmm. away from this thing so the scene is this hand is flying through the air kana is falling off of it downward underneath it right about where the palm is and then as she's falling, Kana says, don't leave, don't go. And then there's a light on her forehead. And the hand is pulled into it like a freaking black hole into this this just epicenter that is her head and just sucks in. And it's just gone. And as yeah, it does... She got that reverse N.O. or something. She shit. got it, man. She got the reverse flow, baby. If, if, if I got to listen to fucking Progressive, what they said about it. But, um... Yeah, as as this is happening, uh, Pets falls free. Haruko's just watching, and she says, pretty cool. And then Kana absorbs the whole thing, and it just zooms in. You just see her face and just darkness behind her. And then she opens her eyes, and she turns, and she's back in that scene at the beginning. She's a little kid. She looks up the stairs to Pets, and little baby Pets says, hey, you want to walk home together? Uh, Yeah. And she, uh, they talk for a little bit. You're uh, Hatata something, right? I can't remember her name. Mm-hmm. But she says, oh, yeah, but you can call me Pets because Hatata has two T's in it. Now, it doesn't. In the credits and everything, it's H-E-T-A-D-A, so it has one T. I feel like this is one of those things, one of those nicknames that makes more sense with kanjis and shit. Mm-hmm. But whatever. They did the same thing earlier. There was a bit where Haruko was saying some stuff and Pets is like, she said space twice. No, she said it once. I'm sure this is something that makes more sense with kanjis, but whatever. Um, doesn't quite translate the joke anyway. Uh, but she says, you can call me Pets. And then she says, do you have a nickname? No. Well, then I'll come up with one then. You're Kanakamoto. So you can be, and then it fades to black. And we hear this echoey voice saying, Kanaboon. Kana Boone. She wakes up 
and she's on the beach. And her friends are there. Mosan's there, Hijiri's there, and Pets is there. And Pets helps her up. And she says uh, that turns out she's going to stay. And Pets apologizes for, she says, I'm sorry for not telling you I was going to leave and for all those mean things I said. And Kana says, it doesn't matter. I'm just glad you're here. And Pets tells her, you're my friend. I always want to be near you. And Kana smiles. Everything goes white. Mm-hmm. And then we see she is, in fact, just laying on the ground in the rubble where all this just happened. Tears streaming down her face and smile. And Pets is looking down at her with this scowl like she can't believe what's happening. And she bends down, takes Kana's hairpin, puts it in her shirt pocket, and then puts her own into Kana's shirt pocket. She starts to walk away, and Haruko stops her. She says, you're still going? You sure that's what you really want? And then Pets leaves. And Haruko just looks over at Kana, who's just laying there with this, with Pets's hairpin in her pocket, still crying. And that's the episode. Yep. That was fucking rough. Yep. So, I mean, we can, uh, yeah, let's, let's talk about that. So Pets apparently just doesn't like Kana at all, or she did and she wasn't sure why. I don't know. The whole, the only reason I made note of the, the whole thing in last episode, they, she kept trading items right. with everybody and she right. finally traded one with Kana as well. Maybe so she has something to remember him by. They have something to remember her right. by because she is in fact leaving for yeah, Mars. Yeah, so I do assume that Pets still has some kind of yeah, decent Kana feelings friend. for her. Yeah. And something, you know, a person that she doesn't want to forget. But also, this episode... It was the, heavy, at least, man. Yeah, and at least the way they've they've framed the episodes, this might be... This could be the only real fault that I have with the show. Hmm. Is the way that all the the previous four episodes... Kana isn't a bad person. Yeah, she no, is a little selfish. And yes, there, there is, she's certainly self-centered. And there, there is a, a a confession, like I said, at the end. Yeah. But up until this point, like, she's... It almost feels like whenever... What's her, when Pets unloads, mm-hmm. like, it's not entirely, like... You, it's well, see, not I mean, that's you the thing, though. I mean, that's kind of the... That's that's kind of part of it, isn't it? Because like these are these are still teenage kids. Like right. your shit and doesn't. It, when your feelings, when you're mad or upset or happy about anything, it it's not always fucking rational. And maybe maybe she was saying things that she didn't necessarily mean, or maybe right. she didn't. And, mean and, them, and I that don't could know. be it. And and maybe it could just be the resolve of everything yeah. that kind of leaves it on a sour note, almost. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't but know. also, you know, like it. There's somebody, you know, of course it's it's fake. This is this is an anime. Yeah. But there's somebody up there like risking their life to pull you out of this this construct. Yeah, and that's when you decide to yeah, tell them, hey, fuck when, off. Yeah, that's when you yeah, say Yeah, it's a it. weird time to have that that moment, but right. I mean it, it it's just, a show. It just I guess it doesn't it's doesn't sit perfectly straight. Sure. Um but you know, it's fully cooly too. I think so. it, I think it still works. I, yeah. I really enjoyed this episode. It was me, oh me too. Is this is this the darkest episode of any fully cooly? Uh, oh definitely. Yeah for sure. I'm definitely. trying to think like progressive had some weird shit going on, but no this one this was just yeah. this was the hurt man. They brought the yeah, hurt yeah because and dude she she really was at the end of the episode she's like scowling at Kana yeah she's just crying looking down. on the ground. Ugh. Like oh, 
Wow, you do have. Well, I mean, you saw her mother got too. Got some hangups, baby. You saw her mother. Yeah. And apparently she's apparently yeah. her father's just a completely abusive piece of shit. Yeah. Apparently. So this is fucked. Yeah. Yeah, that was a rough one, man. But I gotta say, in, in terms of in terms of this show, I I mean, it's yeah. a good episode. And it's just as, fucked up. Yeah, and as far as storytelling, like it, it they did a good job. Yeah, I they I really that they one. really pulled things together here. But now, Roger, it is time for the finale for the climax, as Haruko would say. Episode six, full flat, full flat. All right. They ain't even know in. They know Before we go in, go in. Tell me about it. Excellent finale. I, I it liked a lot. it a lot. There, there are a couple of things that I'll have to say, but overall, yeah. I I'm really. Into it. As far as the animation and the storytelling so, went, it was good. I just want to lay this out real quick. I think what we should do is talk about this episode, talk about how we felt of the show as a whole, and then I've been reading some stuff online, and I feel like I'm gonna have to put on my little tin hat theory about how all this fits in. Okay, because afterwards, I, I, I don't, after after we talk about like, okay, how'd you feel about the show? Now let's. I get think that I, I think I know what you want, the kind of the part you want to address. Maybe I have some weird shit in here, baby. I, I have a. I guess I had a theory immediately. It, it maybe it wasn't a theory. I thought it just made sense to me. Sure, but maybe we'll it talk didn't. About it. Yeah, but anyway, this one starts on the medical mechanica iron. Uh, with I think I can playing hell yeah that's a good I that's a think great tech. I can uh, but I think you can't I go straight can. to that baby you gotta start with a ding 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 you nailed it dude oh it's so fucking good god damn it this it's good music love them pillows anyway uh we see these red and blue streaks flying through the sky battling Haruko versus a dark blue medical mechanic robot let's call it what it is that's a nega Conti yeah. <laughs> It's it is straight up a Conti model robot, and he's all dark blue, blackish. Mm-hmm. And he's got the the MM logo on him. As a Nega Conti baby, she has some kind of drill set up, trying to get inside the iron. Apparently, she beats the robot after a pretty stiff fight. Uh, it flies through the air, slamming her into the drill, destroying it. Uh, but she does manage to take this thing out. And that last scene where she does, she hits it. She revs up the guitar. They run at each other. She slams it in the head. And then it zooms out and she says, you're pretty good. And its fist was like right at her face. It was like a Rocky three ending monster, yeah. like knockout, like double KO almost. But uh, she beats the thing. She falls back. She's exhausted. And she remembers the end of that last episode. And she says to herself, man, high school girls can be so complicated. <laughs> no fucking shit. <laughs> but then there's this rumbling. The sky darkens. And a massive hand, just a god hand from the sky, boom, grabs that iron. And we in the shit, baby. It's happening. Uh, we then see, there's a, we get a brief shot of the surrounding area, the military with tanks and stuff surrounding this, all pointing at it. Steam pours out of the iron. It doesn't move yet. Then we see Conda in his base. The computer starts estimating and says about 34 hours, 43 minutes and some change before the plant activates. He immediately calls Kataki, the PM, says uh, who he and he tells her, well, we've got just under uh, we got about a day, not quite a day and a half or whatever, or just over a day and a half. And she says, uh, well, I'll uh, I'll actually be on a flight tomorrow at five. She's at an airport style lounge looking out onto five, uh, several of these rockets and she says, you know, you sound like you're going on a vacation. Eh, you could say that. I'm touring Mars with our nation's officials. And we see another shot of her in that lobby. It's now full of people who are getting ready, apparently. And she says, oh, 
do you think Mars has hot springs? And he says, thank you for your hard work. Hangs up and tosses the phone. There you go. That's a wrap on her. Um, but yeah, he, he then, as he's standing there, he loosens his tie. Uh, we finally see him getting a little disheveled here. And he says, everyone's just out for themselves. And then we get the title card full flat. We see Mosan Mosan and Hijiri walking to school and they talk about how they should just cancel class. What's even the point and how Kana has apparently been gone for days. I mean, they see Kana. She's in bed, just laying there looking super bummed. She's got a bandage on her forehead. And she's looking at some old pictures on her phone of her and the girls, pets, of course. And then she looks and notices Pet's hairpin sitting on her desk. And she just rolls over into the pillow and cries a little bit. Downstairs, Bunta's doing a puzzle. They're watching TV. Dad's paper says, worldwide confusion. The government just looks on. And Kana comes downstairs and leaves, says, uh, says she's leaving. They say, where? She goes, to work. And then she's at the soba shop. She takes uh, Kanda, who's there, of course. She takes him his noodles, and he says it's the same order he, he always gets. And he says, hey, uh, I ordered them cold this time. And she says, she just kind of, you know, looks kind of bummed. She says, I wanted to keep it the same. And I want things to always be the same, she says. Yeah, and, because the hot noodles are his regular order. Yeah, and she he actually said that in the other episode he should he should have got him cold. Well, now he does get him cold. No, she wants to leave it the way it always has been. She doesn't want anything to change. It's been her whole thing this whole ep- this whole series. The whole series, I I really like what they did with this because like first, Fooly Cooly was so obviously about like changing you know from being a kid to trying to be an adult to actually being an adult and taking responsibilities and shit whereas this one is it's that it's not wanting things to change but change is inevitable and whatnot particularly they picked the perfect time for her. that's why she's 17 because you're about to graduate yeah. and shit's gonna get it's, real it's, fucking it's different the, it's like growing up too fast versus uh not wanting to grow up at all sure exactly growing up too slow yeah and not not having any plans mm-hmm. or anything. It's it's a bummer. Uh, she ends up leaving. Um, and then we see Masan and Hijiri walking again. And it's freaking hot out there. It's real hot. Yeah, they got their sleeves pulled up. They're wearing like their, you know, just the shirts, no vests or nothing, no jackets. And uh, Masan and Hijiri, as they're walking, they see Kana and she sees them and she just kind of looks down like she can't even. She's so bummed out. And they smile and shrug and walk over to her. And then the next scene, it's nighttime. This is kind of a weird little scene they threw in, but uh, you get a little, a little back, I, I guess a little connection here. Kanda is drinking and smoking next to a vending machine. Harko shows up and says, man, you're really acting like a, just a high schooler, huh? And uh, he's smoking and she says, when did you pick up smoking? He says, since I failed to quit. He's always smoked. Harko says, uh, uh, they talk for a little bit and then Harko stands up and she stretches and says oh my back hurts and he says you're getting old to which she drops she drops this little line which i guess is good for the character so you have some idea of what's going on she says nah aliens don't age i've been 19 forever and Kanda gets a little nostalgic talks about how the summer when he was 17 was the first time he smoked and then he gets a little morose he said i never thought it would end like this not in a million years and haruko says uh man i want to shoot some fireworks no fun with just the two of us the more the merrier and he says yeah and that's that scene he's getting a nice little bit between the two of them at school yeah i had to talk about this one at school teacher walks into the nearly empty classroom there are six whole students in there 
He goes to call roll. There's no one there at all except for four Randy students and Ida and Sasaki. Sasaki is a appears to be peeling skin like like sunburned, dried, peeling skin, peeling it off of Ida's back. And the line is, oh, man, this one's nice and big. What's it look like? Like foreskin. What the fuck, dude? Is that fooly cooly flair, dude? Is that fooly cool? They had to they had to throw in the, at least a couple dick jokes, right? I mean, we already had mm-hmm. men are from Mars, women from Venus. What about men are from Venus? I don't know about you. I got a big old penis. Yeah. Oh, I got a big old penis. I got a huge penis. Oh, God. Dick jokes. All right. But then we see the girls at the beach. They actually talk about, uh, they say, man, I can't believe he walked so far. We walked all the way here. And uh, they're watching the water and the island where the rockets are going to launch from. And Mosan sings his little song. I didn't write down the lyrics. Uh, this is when I think it's Fool on the Planet is playing or something. And they sing over the song, which some mm-hmm. people online were kind of yeah. bummed about. But uh, Mosan sings this song about the ocean so big and vast. It's it's like a kid's song. It's like clearly something they learned in elementary or something. Yeah. And then Hijri does the next verse because Mosan can't remember it. Something about how the moon is big and bright and rises or something. And then they can't remember the rest. And Hijri's like, no, I think that's it. And then Kana pipes up with the rest of it. Uh, the third verse, the end of it, which is I want to travel to another country or something like that. Which really just bums all of them out since they're about to watch their friend pets launch in a rocket to mm-hmm. another planet. Oi. It's kind of a bummer. And Paco's... There's no way the mic's picking that up. Yeah, he's upset in there, though. That bird's in there screeching it up. <laughs> it's great. Love that Paco. But, um... They uh they have the little song bit. And then Mosan stands up and yells at the island. She's wishing pets a nice trip. We'll never forget you, that kind of thing. Hidri does as well, and they both take out the things that were traded to them from pets. Mosan waves her, uh, her, her. It, it, it was a handkerchief. It looks more like a scarf here. It's longer, mm-hmm. but she's waving it. Uh, Hidri is waving this this brush pin. Interesting trade. Ray waving that at the island. You know, there's no way she there. There's like no way she sees or hears any of this, but. You know, they want to do it anyway. And then the two of them jump down off this wall they're standing on toward the water and they're splashing around. And Kana sits there looking at Pets' hairpin, which she brought with her. And she has a little soliloquy here. She says, uh, it's it's the from the ending of the first episode, the water from that day was burned into our memories. Um, and then she talked about how, in the at the end of the first episode, she was talking about how, you know, they knew it couldn't stay like this forever. And Kana says, I pretended not to know. I thought if I pretended long enough that things could stay the same. And then we see the rockets launch. There's scenes around town. Uh, Bunta is asleep. Uh, his puzzle half done. It looks like like the ocean and the stars or something. Dad sees the launch uh, as he puts a blanket on him. Sasuke and Ida are sitting on a bike together watching teachers in class. Soba guy. Soba guy walks out of the store with a package, apparently delivery. Uh, about to leave, sees the rockets, l- chuckles to himself, and then turns and notices, hey, my fucking scooter's gone. Huh. Wonder where that scooter went. And then uh, back at the beach, um, one of the girls says, wow, they actually left. 
and Kana is standing there with them now on the beach. She starts tearing up and she says, I really, I really. And then we hear this engine sound. And from behind Hijri's head, you can't see what it is yet, but you see sand kicking up on the beach as something is flying toward them. And it is dun 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 Haruko on that scooter. And she skids to a stop, slamming into Kana, who flies through the air like a fucking javelin, just sticks in the ground yeah. in the sand. Yeah, it's really great. Uh, Harko runs over, grabs her, puts her on the back of the on the on the delivery rack, uh, to which the girls say, "I think it's a uh, Hijiri who says uh, Miss Harko." And then Mosan's like, "What the hell?" She says, "I I can explain everything later." And then the alarm sounds, and we see the steam start pouring out of that uh, iron. To which Haruko says, it's finally happening. And then we see uh, Kanda back in his base watching the watching everything start. And he says, come on, Rahu, hurry. And then the iron starts moving. And it is a moving. And it starts a flattening. Haruko and the girls are speeding toward the city. Uh, one of them uh, says, what's going to happen? To which Haruko responds, well, I'm not one for bad endings. So me and your girl, he- girl here are going to blow it up. And that's the break. Back from the break, we see several hours earlier. This is a fun scene, and it has a one really good line that I liked a lot. Uh, and we see Kanda talking to Haruko, sitting there at his regular spot. She's sitting there with him. He tells her that they have to get as many people as possible to Mars. And the only way to do it is... And uh, Haruko cuts him off. You're talking about Kanabun Zeno. And then Haruko pours herself a, a drink of sake and takes it. And she says, well... I don't care what you have to do, because I'm not letting it in like this. To which Kanda responds, agreed. We got to give it all we got. And he takes a drink as well. And she says, huh, acting all cool in the 11th hour. To which, this this is the one I like. I really like Harko's line here. But he says, uh, I'm just a boring guy who's struggling for survival. And he tightens his tie back up. He loosened it earlier. No, nah, I'm back in it. Fuck this. And then Harko stands up. Hey, pulls out his dinky little ray gun that he left and puts it on the table in front of him and says, okay, then show me how you struggle. I like that. Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> I'm just struggling survival. Well, show me that struggle, boy. <laughs> that's a good fucking line. He pockets the gun as she's leaving and she says, all right, I think it's time for me to make him squeal. Ah, oh, shit. Uh, we then see Kana waking up on the street next to the scooter. She looks out and sees this wreckage. The flattened areas just look like smoothed out, like, like they painted yeah. something and then just smoothed They're like over shiny. It. Yeah. It, it kind of looks like a watercolor painting. Of yeah. Just like smooth, just squished, just smoothed out. It's really, it's all just blurred. It's just blurred away. It's pretty fucked up that that's how that happens. But, um, and she's looking out at this and... Uh, the one of the girls, I think it's Mosan, says, "Oh, it's heading for the school," and she notices that they're there, uh, and they watch it as it plows through their school building. And Haruko says, "So how's it feel? Your city all destroyed? You know, only your forehead can put it into this now, or you could just sit back and enjoy the show." And then Kanda walks up. He's there as well. He says, "Things can't stay the same forever. Deep down, you've got to realize that's not possible. The city and its surroundings are changing, and we all get older." Things that are important to us disappear. And if that's true, then why not have the same smile on your face? And Kana, she looks kind of confused. She says, well, what should I do? And Haruko says, I got no clue. I'm not you after all. And then 
uh, Mosan and Hijiru, you say, Kana, are you, are you really going to battle that thing? And Kana looks down at Pets' hairpin that she's still holding. And then she looks up and she's got this serious look on her face. She turns around, stands on top of a nearby car, and she's wearing that pin in her hair now where her old uh, little uh, four-leaf clover pin used to be. And she says, listen up. And I, yeah, I wrote down her whole fucking speech and all the shit that happens during it. But she says, listen up. I love all my friends. No, not just my friends. I love everyone. And then her forehead starts glowing as she says this. Uh, and while this is happening, Mosan's just like, why is she yelling? Which is pretty great. Um, but then all of a sudden, right in front of him, boom, one of those nega Conti shows up. And Haruko's like, she pulls out her guitar. And she's like, all right. Well, things just got, and then all of a sudden, like, several more land, some of them with spiked clubs, spiked knuckles, balls on chains, and the wide shot, it looks like 15 of them are surrounding Mm -hmm. them, and Haruko just looks and says, well, this should be fun, and she starts fighting, and she tells Kana to keep going. Kana says, I love every single one of you. You matter. I love spending time with you, because I love, I keep saying the word love, and she kind of realized, like, what the hell? She says... I don't have dreams. I don't know what I want. I don't know what my future holds. We see Kanda uh, fighting there with Haruko. He gets a few shots off with his ray gun, just pow, pow, blasting these Negakantis. She says, I always wanted things to stay the same forever. I didn't want to believe that things would end. We see Mosan has one of the bots' spike club, and she smacks one while Hijiri is kicking at it on the ground. I knew that it wouldn't last forever. It couldn't. But I didn't want to believe it. Kind of uh, uh, Haruko, this is a good shot. Haruko revs up the guitar, jumps, jumps off the heads of two bots as she's hitting them with it, and then flies through the air and brings it down straight through the middle of this third bot. It splits it clean in half. It hits the street. The guitar snaps, and the look on her face is one of fucking horror. She's like, "Whoa!" Didn't think that was gonna happen. And. uh and then Kana continues. She says, that said, it doesn't mean I, I'm not saying it right. Kanda almost gets pummeled, but he dodges just barely. And then uh, she says, why? Mosan and Hijri are cowering as they are being set upon by more of these bots. They're about to get fucked up. But then, of course, Haruko got to bust that Akira slide and takes out three of these freaking robots. She does a little, they Akira slide. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know. I saw people were bummed out about that. It was like, ugh, Akira Slide's so tired. I'm like, fuck you. Akira Slide's awesome. Yeah. I'm always going to be down for an Akira Slide. You kidding me? Yeah. It's good. It's always good. And I mean, you got to They also back. did it in Progressive. I mean, keep the keep right. the thrill alive, And baby. also, it's it's kicking back to, you know, maybe the most classic anime of all yeah, time. Yeah, that, that's like the quintessential. You got to yeah, pay your dues, kids. But uh, that's some good shit. That's I like, like a, that. a Roger Ebert uh, five-star. <laughs> yeah, it's the good shit. Got to gotta have the Akira Slide. But I think she he actually saved, did she give it the five girl. stars, by the I way. Think, I think he did. And I, I know it got a lot of high ratings. I don't recall, actually. But uh, she slams through these bots, and then as she does, she looks up at Kana and screams, Oh, come on! Are you still worried about what others think? Shout your feelings. You're 17. And as she does that, a wave of energy flashes through Kana. Her hair glows orange. She's going full Super Saiyan. There's energy yeah, crackling and popping around her. And that's when Thank You, My Twilight hits. That's probably my favorite. Yeah. That's probably my favorite. You get the dee, 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 doo, dee, doo, dee, like that shit. Oh, it's so fucking good. It's that hot dang, shit, dang, dang, dang. And then the, the end of that song where he's just screaming, thank you. It's so fucking good. Ah, oh, song rocks. Anyway, the shit is going. 
and she peels away that bandage to reveal Adamus symbol on her forehead. She's got the power. She's about to use it. And then uh, the girls, Mosan and Heiji, are like, what's that? And Mosan's like, she looks so cool. She does. She looks yeah. very cool. Like, everything's just, like, f- like yeah. fluttering around her. Her hair is, like, standing up. It's fucking rad, dude. Uh, the iron, at this point, has been just going through the city away from them. It stops. It turns the fuck around because, oh, what the hell is that? And starts moving toward her. Uh, and she is just facing it down head on. And uh, she says, now with tears starting to well up in her fa- in her eyes, she says, all my life I've been lonely. And we see a shot, little baby Kana, in the hospital. Because yeah. she said before she was sickly. It's kind of a, they kind of like jam it in here. Yeah, I, that's one of my, yeah. like, I wish they would have. It would have been nice if they gave more time yeah. to that. But also, you got six episodes. This one didn't even have like proper credits or anything so yeah i mean it makes sense. i could think of things that were probably cuttable in there yeah maybe but uh yeah i'm not gonna but it nitpick. is what it is so i'm not gonna nitpick too much because i i mean i really like this show man it was very good but yeah we see what looks like her standing in front of like a window she's in like a hospital gown holding on to a like one of those uh standy things with, yeah, the, with the ivy yeah the drip on it going to her arm it's like oh shit Kind of a bummer, kind of a huge bummer. She says, I longed to have friends. The next, the, then we get another like flashback. It's baby pets and baby Kana sitting on a bench, eating popsicles, holding hand. It's cute as shit. It's exactly what I've done. It's cute as shit. And her, her little mouth, like she's got the popsicle in her mouth and she's got the, like the little cat mouth going. It's adorable. It's like, oh, they're cute. Um, and she says, because I didn't want to be by myself. I was terrified of not being liked. I was so preoccupied, preoccupied, excuse me, with what others thought about me that I did things for them that they didn't even want. And while this part's going, we have like this montage of all these different shots from the show and like these, you know, little picture frames going and these clips and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And she says, but I was the one who needed them. I got into fights with those I loved because I wasn't being honest. Everything I did was an act. It was annoying. I can admit that now. And I'm no longer scared of not being liked. A laser beam shoots out of her forehead. She was charging her lasers. Charging her laser. Now she's firing her laser. You suck. Mm. Uh, <laughs> pierces the clouds. Uh, very reminiscent of when like Takun swung the bat and like not, not they knocked that big ass ball back into the sky in the first series. Mm-hmm. How the clouds from that one point just and fly away. Looks really good. Um, yeah. Cl- clear sky. And then everyone starts floating. Uh, Mosan is like, am I losing weight? And (laughs) it's pretty funny. I love Mosan so much. She might be my favorite. She she really really came in. She might be my favorite. She was pretty great. Like when the show started, I saw these three girls. I was like, oh, man, I like the quiet one. She's probably my favorite. As it turns out, nah, man, it's Mosan. Mosan's my favorite. (laughs) But um, uh, Kanda... Uh, with his fucking goofy ass glasses on is like it's an anti-gravitational force and then Kana is just le- is crying now she says why pets why leave I'm never gonna see you again this is the part that kind of I was like eh, alright she says we never got the chance to make up and I never got to say goodbye a massive hole in space has now appeared behind and above the iron uh, what's it Kanda calls it the naked focal point um at some point in here, I think I I think I skipped it now. He said uh when when she started when she powered up and shit, uh she called it he called it the exotic reaction. Mm-hmm. Uh which is sidebar. Apparently I have not seen it. 
but I've seen like several different people say, oh yeah, that whole scene with her, with that energy around her, the way it was shot, her crazy hair, the way she peels off the bandage, the fact that he calls it the exotic reaction. All of this is one big reference to Die Buster, which is also like Gunbuster 2 or something is what it's also called. It's on Verve. I'm going to have to watch it. Uh, I also saw people say, by the way, that's the real Fooly Cooly sequel. And I'm like, well, they have real sequels. That was like maybe a spiritual successor. Don't be a dick. But yeah, I'm going to have to check that out, I guess. Yeah. Sounds good. It's also Gynax. Sounds good. Anyway, back to this thing. Uh, all this shit is happening uh, in the wide shot of Earth. I took a lot of notes here because damn, this shit gets weird. There's a massive wormhole that's shooting away from the planet. It's like a big cone going away from the planet. Um, and then uh, Conda says, this power is beyond the scope of our calculations. At this rate, space time itself will collapse. And if you ever want to have leave yourself a back door for whatever to happen, you talk about space time collapsing. So here we fucking go, kids. It's happening. Uh, from Kana's perspective, we actually see behind the iron now, maybe in that hole where that hole in the sky was, a huge red planet. Okay. Here's the shit. She says, uh, uh, the iron, which is now floating as well with the hand, like still trying to grasp at it, still floating. She says, I'm sorry, but pets, I want to say a proper thank you. And I want to say goodbye to you. Let me, we're still friends, right? And I'm like, okay, well, okay. Um, I feel so sad, pets. So very, very sad. But even though I may feel sad, I like it here. And so, I will stay. We get shots of the others. They're all concerned. Awestruck, maybe. So here's the thing. We see Conda, Mr. Moon, whatever, sitting there and he, uh, like, hanging onto this lamppost and he's like, ugh, like, like, looking at this, like, holy shit. We see Hijiri and Mosan looking at this, like, whoa, like, holy shit. And then you see Haruko, who is like, she has this scowl Mm -hmm. and I don't know what that is exactly, but she looks like she looks agitated. Yeah. I guess. I think what's going on here is that she has a plan. Maybe. And there's the red planet in the back. Something. And they had the little meeting earlier and Uh, things are not going to plan. Yeah. Something's going on. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know what's up there, but then the final lines here, uh, kind of screams, hey, pets. And then there's a brief shot of like pets walking. It's actually the shot from episode one where it showed like Connor was walking and it showed all of the girls. You see pets walking away from the camera. It's that shot, but it's all white. She says, hey, pets. And you see that and pets turns around. I don't think she hears her. I think maybe that's just a what maybe what Connor's imagining. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But she says, I love you. And she screams it. And then there's a flash. And then just this sphere of white energy just erupts from Kana. Everything's white. The girls and Kanda are engulfed in this. It hits them. Everything goes white. And they go, and they're just gone. And there's just white screen. Haruko, however, is blown skyward, flying away from this, and then vanishes. And then we get another wide shot of Earth. We see it like the back part of the planet away from where this this big ass hole in the sky was. We see that portal with this big red planet inside of it. The portal begins to close the red planet inside of it and it gets all wavy because it's closing. And then we see Haruko in, I wrote down, in hyperspace or some shit. 
Because mm-hmm. she's in a wormhole. Some kind of wormhole. It, it looks a lot like in Cowboy Bebop when they were in hyperspace, like the crazy colors and like like mm-hmm. lines going around them and shit. Like you're in some kind of. The, the, she's in Willy Wonka's tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> And no one, there's no earthly way of knowing which direction she's you know, going. You know that space that Goku goes to when he uses instant transmission? That's I where don't, she is. I don't know what that is. Did they show that ever? No. Okay. Don't be a dick. I'm just, I'm just, you know, pulling yeah, okay. things together. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, she, she's there. The scooter is there too. Without the food rack, it's just the scooter. It's Haruko's scooter now is what it looks like. Uh, for a moment, there are two Harakos, one closer to the screen, upside down, one farther away. And when one moves, the other one moves. So it's like, okay, there's like a weird mirror image thing going. And there are scenes from the original Fooly Cooly flashing on the nearest Haruko. You see, like, you see uh, Nauta. You see scenes from the original yeah, show. Yeah, some of it is on, FL the, Classic, some of it is on the, the scooter, too. Yeah, it also you also see it on the scooter as well when it shows the scooter again as it's turning and... You can see, like, clearly it says Vespa on the front and everything. And then Haruko screams, and, like, you just see these stars, like, hyperspace, like in freaking, like in freaking Star Wars when they go hyperspeed or whatever, how the stars, like, all whoop and get all mm-hmm. long and, like, stretch out. It's like that, but it's going backwards and whoop, and they just stop. And then the camera pans down, and you see this smooth blue marble of a planet. Then, it's basically just how the show started. That episode one scene, Kana puts on her shoes, she leaves her house, little busters hits, where that gets No, it doesn't even play that part, it's just the music. Yeah. Uh, but she's going, uh, almost the exact same monologue, except, notably, in the original, it was, everything floats off into an orange light, etc., etc., she does that. This one, the sky is pink, everything just drifts off into a pink light, she says. It's too bright for my eyes that are swollen from crying all night. Instead of saying, or my migraine, she says, and my head really hurts from it. And, and she goes on, but familiarity can be a novelty and this and that. It's like almost the same monologue. Mm-hmm. And we see all these scenes as they were. Notably, though, when we see the scene of the soba shop, the scooter is not there. When we see Hijri uh, Mosan. Before, there was like these little sparklies and stars popping around them. That's not there. It's just regular. And we don't see that scene where it showed pets. Um, And she says, she gets to the end of this, end of it. And as when in the original, the episode one, she said, in this city, I will. And she watched on the bridge that rocket launching toward a red star we can assume was Mars. In this one, she says, in this city, I will... And she doesn't finish the sentence. She is cut off. As she very rarely finishes sentences, yeah. I've noticed in this fucking series. She's cut off by Hijri and Mosan meeting her on that bridge saying, Kana. And she runs over. She's like, hey. And she runs over to him. And then it pans up. And we see in the sky that big blue marble of a planet. And that's it. Yep. That's the show. So before we go any farther. And I put on my goddamn tinfoil hat. How'd you think of it, buddy? What'd you think? I thought it was very good. I liked it a lot, man. I, I love the, I the last it was very two episodes. Good. Really, really pulled it together. Yeah, they really sold it for me. Really? I liked a lot of it, but damn, the it's good. Yeah, it got heavy. I enjoyed it and, a lot. But yeah, I did like. I mean, my only minor complaints are just the the way they frame Kana in all the episodes, and then I, I don't know if it's supposed to be revealed at the end where she's confessing. 
I mean, is she really confessing or is it just like she loved like as a friend or whatever? I don't know. There, there's I a, mean, a lot of speculation. She, says, of that. she flat out says I did things not because you guys wanted them, because I wanted to do it sure. for me, not for you, for me. Well, yeah. And she says, I can admit that now, but you know, with, uh, with pets outbreak on her, mm-hmm. it's still, it doesn't, it just doesn't line up. Sure. I guess for me. Sure. But overall, yeah. I still really liked it. I man. liked it a lot. It wasn't enough to like take much away from me. I mean, there's there's a lot in this show that I thought there's a lot of way, different ways to look at a lot of the stuff that happens in this show, particularly like the way she keeps saying she said in episode one and at the end of episode six how familiarity can be a novelty. That is not only something that applies to this show because you know she has these familiar friends and yet you know things are different, things change even as they stay the same, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, but a lot of folks have uh, I've seen pointing out that like yeah, but that could also be talking about the show. Like we knew this was not going to be the original Fooly Cooly. We know no one was going to take right. us that, but it's familiar and that's a novelty. It has its moments. Mm -hmm. It's a very good story. And honestly, I'll go, I will go so far as to say that like, if, if this and original Fooly Cooly came out at the exact same time, I don't know which one I'd like better. I would have liked the original, the original. I'm, I'm not certain I can divorce myself from the nostalgia goggles. I can, I can take the, I can tell you 100% that I know that I know at least to me that it's not nostalgia or anything like that. Mm. The original Fooly Cooly is better. Yeah. I mean, I think I think it is a better show, but I don't know. If they both came out at the same time, I'm not sure which one yeah. I'd like better. I, I'm I'm well, I'm kind of into both of them. Could have came out at the same time, and maybe maybe that would change, you know. I don't know. Progressive really bummed me paradigm, out. Man. At least. Yeah. Progressive but, really bummed me out though. <laughs> yeah, it, but I mean I didn't I still don't think it was bad. No, I I don't think it was bad either, but I think it's uh, will I watch again? Yeah. Yeah, I will. I want to watch them all together. I don't know, man. It's dude. It's not bad. It does have. They did phone in the ending. Yes. Yeah. But there are a lot. Okay, so there's a lot of great things they do in Progressive. Sure. The animation, I think, for the most part, the animation is far superior in Progressive than it is in Alternative. I really like the look of Alternative better though. How like it had these detailed bits, like the backgrounds and stuff looked really good I to me. I thought Alternative know. was very basic. But I thought that's what they were going for. Sure. It's just, it's everything is, you know, it's kind of boring. Eh. But I mean, progressive is is flashy as hell. Yeah, I don't, I wasn't super into the flashy of it. Yeah, but the original Fooly Cooly is flashy as hell. Yeah, I mean, it has, yes, it has those flashy moments. It also has those really dull moments where like Nauta's just walking across a bridge and there's like nothing else going on. How long do those moments last though? I I feel it. I feel like we should rewind this. Not that damn long, dude. I don't know. And, but, but alternative for the most part it is not flashy. Yeah, because it was more... I feel like they were making it more of like... They wanted it to be more of like a slice of life, which they did, yeah. obviously. And, and what I'm saying is is not to say that one is better than the other. Well, I guess kind of yes. Okay. The, yes and no. For the direction. Alternative has its own... It's very good. Mm-hmm. It, you know, they, they nail what they're trying to nail. Whereas, you know, the animation for Progressive is, dude, there there are a lot more experimental and just cooler images in Progressive. Think mm. of the image where it's raining on uh, Hibiji. Sure. 
And think of the the images like oh, yeah, where she's see, disintegrating and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, those were things where like th- that that episode in particular where the art style was so very different. Yes. I was really into that. But like, but each episode had something different in it. It did something weird. No, I get you. It's, I just it's thought provoking. It's that's a good way to put it. Progressive is far more the way they do the animation and stuff for, in it. It's far more thought provoking. Yeah, than but the story ever. like had no substance to me. It felt like it was all flashing no substance it to had, me. I thought it was great. All five the first five episodes. Of of progressive minus one, that mm. that later got better. I don't know. I thought they were all really good, and then the sixth episode is the one where like, all right, you you went too hard, fully coolly. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. But I don't want to talk about progressive anymore. Uh, here's here's my one beef with alternative. Honestly, my one big beef with it is that, as I said before, this felt like it was all about how. You know, she wants things to stay the same, but they can't. Change is inevitable, et cetera, et cetera. And then somehow we end up exactly where we were. It is it is the same. Well, no, it's not the same. It's a little well, different. It's, it's a little different. And and maybe that's what they're going for. It's sometimes you take a little step. I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. But that 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 I don't know. It just kinda I was like, man, whatever. Yeah, I didn't And like the way that like I could that see... pets was so vehemently like you know that took her down so hard and then kana in that last scene says the same line she said before we're still we're still friends aren't we like i don't think you are anymore yeah well i don't know maybe there's no telling there's no telling uh, the only way we'll find out for sure is if they do up fully cooly four think... which is all about haruko and pets and that'll never happen I don't know, man. I'd there, watch the fuck out of that, though. I don't, well, I don't think that'll happen. I think there could be another Fooly Cooly. Ah, uh, that'd be some shit. I oh, think there God. could be. I I wouldn't hate it, but man, oh man, I'm I'm exhausted after these. I gotta tell. But I did enjoy them. I I, I will say this: that the well ending the of this twenty four, the ending, 18. the ending of this one really, really hit me in such a way that like I do want to see more. I do want to know what's going on. I do want answers. Well, okay. I don't so know if I don't think I'll ever get them. Get your tinfoil hat on. All right, and let's I'll get that tinfoil hat quick. on. I think you have seen more. I think this leads in well, to yeah. Fooly Cooly. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, I think that's. Well, I don't think but, it's obvious. Well, let's let's so let's talk. I don't talk think everybody about. can pull that out. No, I mean I've seen like, that's the thing I've seen a lot of folks talking about, it, and like that's the the big one was like yeah this is for sure a prequel because for a few reasons one we see Haruko get the fucking Vespa. Two, she doesn't have the goddamn uh, bracelet on that follows Adamus. This is the big the big notion that a lot of people are putting forward is like, okay, so not only that, but also her personality. And this one, she talks about how, no, I don't, I don't like bad endings. I'm not gonna let it end like this. I want to do something. She's, she is, she's, you know, she far we know, more calmer and. Well, see, this is the thing. We know that she, even in the other other shows, she talked about briefly, even that she was a space police. She was part of the Brotherhood or whatever. We know that's a thing, but in this one, the I think the idea was that like that a lot of people are saying is that okay, this is when she first started with that. She's trying to stop Metal Mechanica. The end of this series, she sees this power. She sees this incredible energy she sees adam as symbol maybe that's why she had that weird look on her face when kana was doing all this and then fully coolly so this one she was like i'm gonna stop this i'm gonna save the day fully coolly classic we say comes after this she it starts maybe like that where she's like you know here trying to do stuff this kid gets this power that's when she says uh, when, when homeboy tells her, don't you understand? Everything's going to end. They're going to flatten everything. And she says, 
I don't care about that. She's changed. I know she knows what she's here for. She literally mm-hmm. tells him, I don't care about that. And then when Nauta shows up with a power, she says, no, I'm the one who gets to eat him. I want that. That's what she's after. So that that's the timeline. Then three is the ultimate resolution of that, where it is just the Haruko show. And she tries to fucking get out of and it turns into a weird cat fight. And that shit bummed me out. But that that's progressive. That's that's the timeline we're talking about. Sure. But so here's the things that get me one episode one where Kana is like walking and having a little monologue. Everything fades off into an orange light. There is a brief scene there where we see Haruko on top of like what looks like some kind of mountain, some kind of red mountain. And she's just screaming, like looking away from the camera. She's going "Ah," like that. Don't know what that was. This one, the end of episode six, we also see Haruko where that scene would have been. But instead of being on top of some red mountain thing, she is standing looking toward a bunch of red mountains and there is a domed city between them. She's on Mars. Mm-hmm. And there is clearly a domed city. And it's got big skyscrapers. Now, there's a few ways to look at that. One, Kana managed to get everyone to Mars. I don't think that's what happened. Yeah, I don't think that's what happened Because either. there's no way that dome is this city because one, big skyscrapers. Two, if that's Mars and the big blue marble we saw is a flattened Earth, there's no way they'd be that close. Unless somehow she moved Mars that close. Right. Doesn't make any sense. The other thing that gets me is that when all this happened, when this happens, uh, it's kind of the big the big theory I have and that a lot of people have and that is almost confirmed by the one of the uh, ADR, the one of the dubbing directors, uh, Stephanie She, I believe her name is or She. I'm not sure how to pronounce the last name. S-H-E-H. She's on Twitter. She's great. Uh, she put out a tweet that says, that's right, entire worlds can exist inside a girl's head. Is what she said. Mm-hmm. So my theory was, oh, she created maybe a copy yeah. of Earth or that's another That's what I planet. thought was going on. I thought it was right. a duplicate. Yeah, it seems like it was a duplicate and she just moved everyone there. Uh, adding to this, that scene where she's on the bridge is the same scene as when she's on the bridge at the beginning, except in this one, she runs toward her friends and that one, she stops and watches a rocket. If you pause it, you can look at them side by side. Everything is mirrored. It's reversed. And there's no rocket launching because there's no island because that's something maybe she just didn't want or it doesn't matter now because right. it's gone. She, if it was an artificial island, maybe it couldn't come because it wasn't really Earth. Maybe I don't know. That's what homegirl said. Well, like, I, the artificial yeah, and that's the other what I thing, thought it was. It was. Yeah. I mean, I thought this was still that was after. I thought the timeline yeah. continued. Right. And the other thing is that then uh, there is also no big weird mall surrounded by tarps, which we know was the metal mechanical building. Right. So that makes sense. Now, why they all ended up on this duplicate Earth, if that's the case, and Haruko ended up on Mars. Maybe because she wasn't from Earth. It's a copy of Earth. She's not from Earth. She's an mm-hmm. alien. She got she got tossed and ended up on Mars, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't have to make sense fully coolly. Yeah. This is all tin well, for a hat, baby. I just I guess I just assumed that Harko she let go. She she got poofed away somewhere else. Something else happened to Harko. That's what they We we see that scene. She's yeah. on fucking Mars. Right. Looking at a big space planet where, and that's why I was saying maybe we get another Fooly Cooly with Haruko and Pets because if that's the case and she's on Mars and Pets is in that fucking Mars city, hey Haruko, check her out. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? That's I don't think, I think that'll happen. I think but the, damn, that'd be some shit. I think the the red skied world that uh, mm-hmm. that uh, Kana created is still 
a lot of people I think might think that that is Mars. Yeah, which but I, I don't I think get. that is Mars. No, that's yeah. not Mars. I'm 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 so and it makes sense that that, that the people that left on the rocket on the the flat now flattened Earth, the people left on that rocket are still going to Mars, mm-hmm. or maybe they made it to Mars. Yeah, or maybe they blew up. Who knows? Maybe Pets is dead. I don't know. Nah, I think they got to Mars because we see that shot of Harco on a red planet, and there's a dome city yeah. there. That's Mars, baby. She's she's just sitting there like next to the Vespa, looking at this freaking domed city mm-hmm. and kind of like huh. he's just standing there you can't see your face or anything but yeah that's that's what i think is happening uh and if any of that sounds dumb to you remember we got that extra special sci-fi back store back door uh time space itself is collapsing you can do whatever the fuck you want when you say that bullshit yeah that's how sci-fi works yeah now you got parallel universes excuse me parallel universes alternative universes parallel alternative universes <laughs> But yeah, that's inside of a parallel. What the fuck is wrong with you? Universe. Yeah, that's what I think. No, that's what I think it was though. Um, That's how it hit me anyway. And uh, the other thing is like, I so the other thing I thought for a second I was like, okay, so when we saw Kanda do that crazy energy, we saw Kanda, Hijiri, and Mosan get blown away, and I was like, okay. And then the line, the the line that Homegirl tweeted was, "Worlds can exist inside a girl's head." Okay, so did she just blow everything up, and this is her fantasy world or something? Is this not real? But then I don't think that works because if that was true, pets would fucking be there. Yeah, and also they wouldn't see the flattened blue marble. Exactly. So I don't think that's it. I think she literally just made another plant. Now the question then is, one. If, a, if there's a Haruka on Mars and all these people are on this alternate planet, which is very close to a flattened Earth, does that mean this is Earth 2? And is Earth 2 where, if you'll indulge me, FLC, FL Classic, as they're calling it, takes mm-hmm. place? Uh, I don't think that's it. No, I don't think so either. I don't think that's it. I think it's just in a whole alternate universe she made, and then Haruko got blasted into some other. We saw two Harukos. Who says yeah. one didn't land on Mars, one didn't land in another another parallel universe, Earth, where mm-hmm. she ends up being like, I gotta get this energy shit, and then she finds Nauta. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But my tinfoil hat is coming off, and I'm tired of talking about it. <laughs> yep. It's fully coolly, man. It's confusing. It ain't got to make sense. As I believe the quote... I think they could fit another the quote, six in there. The quote from the creator of the original series was, and it's my favorite, and I'll always say it anytime, anytime anybody tries to talk, tell me shit about this, the quote he said was, listen, understanding's not really a thing with this show. Yeah. <laughs> you nailed it, baby. Uh, but that's that. We got through it. We I really enjoyed it, man. Do you have three words? Uh, dude, it's hard to come up. I hate three words now because I've been trying to think of them for a week. I got, I got, I got three words. If I was an asshole, I got three words for you. Rest in peace. No, (laughs) I got three words. If I was an asshole, you know what my three words would be? Better than progressive. Yeah, sure. (laughs) That would be an asshole thing to say. That would be an asshole thing to say. Good thing I didn't say it. Um, but yeah, I would, I don't know. If I was going to pick out three words, I would call it, um, I think it is reverent of the source material. Mm-hmm. It is reverent. It is, 
emotional. <laughs> that, yeah. that that's one we've used a few times for these shows. Excellent, dude. I thought it was excellent. I thought it was. Yeah, I would call it excellent. Excellent. Those would be my different. Three. The same. Rad. Yeah. <laughs> Alternative. I thought it was good, man. I it really enjoyed good. it. I really enjoyed the show, and I'm really glad we talked about it. And I can't wait for next week when we talk about those last three episodes of season three yeah, of My that's, Hero Academia. That's episode it, 61, 62, and 63. Did you look it up to make sure? Yeah, I did. Okay, good boy. You know, I got a question for you, though, Roger. What's that, buddy? We got any questions? We sure do. We got one oh, question shit. from you our good buddy Clayton. We got a question. Clayton asks, are isekai animes getting out of hand? The fuck is that? An isekai anime? You know what it is, dude. Yeah, I googled it. It's a, it's those <laughs> um those animes. It you often see it with like video game stuff. Translates literally as another world. Yeah. So your sword art online's devil is a part timer. I haven't seen either of those. Continue. Um, I, I found a list of Digimon. like, fi- yeah, 15 must watches and it was like a bunch of stuff, including those you just said. And also Digimon, Spirited Away, Dot Hack. And I'm like, okay, yeah. I get it. <laughs> so your, your main character, typically your main character is not from the world or dimension that, uh, that he's in, in the anime. I feel like the, I, I totally understand this genre. And now that I have had an explanation. Overlord is another big one sure. right now. And some examples. I feel like I get it. I feel like I'm uniquely not qualified to answer the question, have they gotten out of hand, since I didn't know what they were until 10 seconds ago. So please answer the but question, Roger. But you've seen animes like that. I mean, I have, but like that's and the you, thing. If, so I'm, if we're to... saying, now hang on. If we're saying, have they gotten out of hand, it's fine if I know about Digimon and Spirited Away. That does nothing for me since I haven't watched any recently. You can't you can't look on Verve, though, or know that, you know, like, so Sword Art Online, Sword Art Online was the one that really kind of pushed it. Yeah, well, that was huge, and from years. what I've heard, it's decent. So I'm sure it's fine. Yeah. I'm sure so, it's not and, out of hand. So it broke into the whole... Oh, I'm sucked into a video game now thing. So the, the, sure the you, you mean the idea that like this is this genre is so huge and going crazy? Yeah, and it's just it's a growing genre. Ah, it seems like a. I mean, that's the thing. A fish out of water story, which is essentially what we're talking about here. Kinda, kinda. Yeah, kinda. Is is just a really easy way. I mean, it's such a simple way to craft a story that. Right. I feel like it maybe not out of hand, perhaps lazy if that's what everyone's going okay, for. You, okay, cuz that's what I was about to say. Is no I don't think it's out of hand, but I think, you know, so often with Overworld and Sword Art Lines and Sword Art Online and stuff like that, they do the video game trope of it too sure. much. Sure. But, you know, the person traveling to another dimension or getting sucked into another world, that story those were way before anime. Well, sure. This yeah. story has been happening. Yeah. Way, 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 way more. And Fucking Odyssey, basically. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I mean, that's no, the thing. It's, it's just, a, that's it's like just, saying, it's just such a simple way to establish a world. You have this, this is your, this is your character you're attached to because he's not from here either. Yeah. So everyone's got to explain shit to him, which means they're explaining it to you. It's just a really easy way to make and craft the world and the story and get it yeah, done. It's like saying- so it makes a lot of sense to me that this is such a pervasive trope. Uh, again, I would maybe, I don't, I don't know if I could call it a hand. Maybe it's out of hand. I, I just I haven't, I haven't been in it as long it is a, it's a, as thing. much. I it's, haven't seen as many. So I would say if anything, it seems 
lazy. I would say that as yes. a layman who does not know the industry or what's no, going on. You, you, really. you're, you're hitting it right on the head, dude. Because well, from your opinion, someone who like really loves these things might say, "No, nah, that's dumb. I love them, so it's not lazy at all." Yeah, that's one. Well, so I don't know. What's I don't know? Yeah, I feel it, uniquely everybody gets to love what they want to love. They oh, get course. to like what they want to like. Somebody who makes one of these might uh, will not hear this. There's no way anyone listen to this. But if they did, they'd be like, "Hey, don't be a dick." That's so, why I would say that they're not getting out of hand. Yeah, it's I like saying the romantic comedy is getting out of hand. Well, it's not though. What's well. getting out of hand is you know <laughs> you got the the dude, uh, and the romantic comedy revolves around somebody that is well over age, and then a bunch of people that are underage. I don't like those. That's out of hand. I don't like that. Start making people our age in these damn animes. <laughs> That's why you liked MMO Junkie so much. It, it was great. That's okay. what kind of what made it great. I enjoyed that show. I can't, I can't co-sign on this. Cause did you did you read about that fucking dude who made the show? No. He's like, if it's horrible, I don't want to know about it. Cause right, I don't I want to ruin you. the show for me. I won't me. tell you. <laughs> if that guy's an asshole, then I don't want to know because I really like the show and and I ain't, I ain't letting that shit ruin it for I me. I read some shit and show. I was like, oh, that's fucked up. I still like that show though. Yeah. <laughs> It's anyway. like WWE, man. They're going. I still love WWE and the performers there, but it doesn't change. God the damn fact. it! Do you see that fucking that fucking thing? And Hogan's like, "Can you believe it?" And I'm like, "No, I can't. Leave me alone." Oh, are you talking about the NWO, the fucking NWO shit? And I'm like, "God damn Dude. it!" Oh. <laughs> Did you see his glasses? I don't. I don't need none of that. I don't need no Hulk Hogan. Not in my life. No. I mean, I think Hulk Hogan is. Not as bad as the pressing issue that we're going to, uh, they're going to perform a show in a country where they just chopped a dude up. Hey man, it's all bad. Yeah. This is not what people tune in for. Well, no, but <laughs> not at all. We have another podcast chopped for that. It's called, it's called, uh, Wrestling. Wrestling? <laughs> it's called the Wrestling Boys well, Show. What is We are the Wrestling Boys. We are the wrestling boys. I forgot boys. my own podcast. Well, what name. happened to Talking Smash? Wasn't that a thing? Talking Smash is a part of uh, Wrestle Forever. Okay. That. What so, am I getting a guest uh, guest spot? You can get on, dude. <laughs> Essentially, Talking, Wait, talking Smash. Do you get drunk on Talking Smash? Yeah, man. I want you in. You can drink. All right. Uh, we we started that as an all audio, audio podcast in which we just formed into the larger Wrestle Forever, and it's now the all audio video podcast. Talking smashed. We nailed it, dude. Um, well, it's been a hell of an episode, Clayton. I don't know if I answered that question very yeah. well, but I thank you for sending it, and we yeah. look forward to more. Appreciate it, dude. Not, love, love you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Roger won't say it anyway. <laughs> now I put him on the spot. Oh why no! Ain't, why are you gonna do that to me? Dude? Oh no! It's cool, man. I'll say it to nobody except your girlfriend. I've heard you do it. Don't be a dick. Yeah. No, I, I love you, buddy. Every time. I love you, good buddy. I love, I love all my good buddies oh out my there. God. There we go. There you said it. No, you there. know the one no, thing he won't I say. I said it. You, you didn't know the say one, it. I said it. You know the one thing he won't say. I'm not going to say it. Does it start with a P? Yes. Okay, no. I'm not saying <laughs> that. Uh, Roger hates the word pussy. All right, let's continue. <laughs> You said it one time when we were playing freaking uh what was that fucking the the fucking dumbass card game not apples to apples the the grown up the, the stupid one they play at bars and shit 
Uh, fucking with the cards, cards the black cards, cards against humanity. You said it one time during Cards Against Humanity. I think. I, that's because I wanted. To, oh no, it was it some other that. game. It was, it was some other turtle. Or that's something. what it was. Awkward turtle. And it was. I said it because I want to win. Yeah, my drive to win and goes still above lost. everything. What was really funny is Cat's always trying to get you to say it because it's funny to her, and you said it, and she didn't hear you. That was amazing. Yeah. Oh, it was so I think funny. That makes it better. And I was like, I was just like, I I have received this beautiful gift. And you fucking yeah. missed it. Thank you for this. this Thank you for this boon. boon. <laughs> Thank you for this boon. Fuck you, dude. That's a shout out to the gamers episodes. That that fucking shit. That was early on, man. That we was were, like that was we like were, third series we watched, right? We are thirty one episodes in, man. We're getting old, baby. Yeah. <laughs> So, anyway, that's it for that. Next week, we will be covering those uh, last three episodes of MHA, as we already said. Uh, thanks for the question, Clayton. If you want to send us a question, please do so. You can send it to us at the email account. That is thegoodbuddiesanimepod at gmail.com. We also do have the Facebook group. Uh, that is the Good Buddies Universe. Mm-hmm. We have... We've got 50 whole people in there now. Hell yeah, baby. We have the... Uh, Excuse me. We have the Twitter that is TGB underscore anime pod. We have a Tumblr, thegoodbuddies.tumblr.com. And of course, you can find this fine podcast anywhere fine podcasts are sold, even though we don't sell them. It's on your Stitchers, it's on your podcast addict. That's what I use. We got your pod beans. Now, I know all those plugs and all those things I just said, as I always say, they have so many different names. It's going to be okay. But beyond that, we do, of course, want to. Uh, also, uh, I, I almost left this one out. Rapid Kick Media on YouTube, where you may be listening slash watching this. Um, it, it goes up there on Sunday, but yeah. you can also catch it on those podcast apps yeah. a day early if you are so inclined. Although, if you just like having that static image, I'm down for it. What is it this time? It's probably Haruko and that robot hitting each other, right? Maybe I don't know. I had to find a good a good image of the if right it's size. N- if it's not that, it's gotta be like the the iron like floating with that big ass black hole behind you never it. know dude uh it could be anything i, oh, I want to guess oh, i really want to guess now oh man it could be anything could it just be like soba dude slurping his noodles could be because he like slurped those noodles they slapped him in the face he had like soy sauce on his cheek that was funny it could be anyway could be them uh, eating the popsicle oh shit the pop- that was really cute I really like that image. They were so cute. Little babies. Aww. It just really depends on what images on the internet that I can plunder. <laughs> you know what I say, baby. Hit me with that cute shit. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, that's it for the media plugs. We do, of course, want to give a shout out to our good buddies, Married with Sea Monsters, a.k.a. the Mary Janes, for the use of our opening theme song, Paper Doll. You can find that on only, only that one. Now, they are on Spotify, unlike us. You know, they're so fucking cool. But they're on Spotify. That song and several others, however, are only available on marriedwithseamonsters.bandcamp.com. We also want to give a shout out to our good buddy, Petty Theft. That's how you pronounce it. Two P's at the beginning, two T's at the end. Petty Theft. For the use of our closing theme song, which we are still currently calling Sweet Anime Dreams. That's a really good one. Speaking of which, that music's got to be starting right now, right? Mm-hmm. Who's taking us out, big boy? I'll take us out. Take us out, big boy. From all of us here at the Good Bunnies Universe, I am your good buddy, Brandon. And I am your good buddy, Roger. Jesus Christ! <laughs>